Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, Cobblers fans. Charles here. Just before the podcast starts, I want to tell you about Planet League. Uh, Planet League is an online tournament which is designed to get football club fans competing against each other to be better at doing nice things for the environment. Um, It's something that has taken place uh, before, uh, a year or so ago, where the Cobblers actually finished second to Cambridge United in the overall tournament. It would be great, the Community Trust runs this, and it would be great if we could show our support to the Northampton Town Community Trust by getting involved. Basically, you go green for your team with the Planet League. For every action you take, you score goals for your favourite football club. This is the place where top Premier league size can be humbled by national league teams where scores can reach their hundreds in the fight for football and climate glory it's down to the fans the more you do the more you help your club all you need to do dead easy to sign up go to planetleague.co.uk sign up it's all free of course pop in the fact that you're a cobblers fan and then get stuck in to loads of different ways to show your support for Northampton Town Community Trust and the fight for climate change. Good luck. Have fun with it. Honestly, show us what you're doing on Twitter. Tag us in it at Cobblers to Me. It'll be great fun. Planetleague.co.uk. Go get signed up now. Hello and welcome to the It's All Cobblers to Me preview show. I'm Danny Brothers and I'm joined by my good friend Charles Commons to look ahead to this week's huge, Charles, six-pointer <laughs> down the road, not down the road, down in London at Brisbane Road against Leighton Orient. How are you, Charles? I'm all right. I, I, good. I, I am now anyway that you've clarified that it's not yeah. me that's huge, but it's the six-pointer. It's the six-pointer <laughs> <laughs> six that's huge. I'm joined um, by Charles, who's huge. <laughs> <laughs> are, we, are we going six-pointer route? Well, that, it's your job, mate. That's it's you that decides. I've got the official call. Six pointer. I'm going. Yes, come on. Ooh. Let's have it. 
Uh, You've got to take them when you can get them, haven't you? Uh, well, you you certainly do, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I jump on any opportunity to get a six-pointer in there. Uh, got to be done. Um, some news to start off with, Giles. Huge no, news. Thankfully, t- thanks to our um, ill-ridden squad, there's no Tuesday night game this week. Yeah. Give them a bit of time to rest rest up, <laughs> get the get the Vicks on and all that kind of stuff. Um, but some big news announced mm. this week. Um, NTFC women are going to pl- be playing two games at Six Fields this yes. season, something we've been pushing for quite a bit. Uh, tickets are now available for the games with Lincoln City on Sunday, November the 6th, and Sporting Calza on Sunday, March the 5th. So two Sunday afternoons. Their season ticket holders are getting free. They do. Ones. It's important to say, though, I would say, yeah. the season tickets still need to have an actual ticket. Yes. Yeah, so although it's free, them. you still need a ticket to get yes. in. You can't just rock up and... No. Yeah. Waltz no, that's, in. That's valid and season good. ticket holder, let me through the door. <laughs> What's your name? <laughs> S Ticket Holder. <laughs> um, but yeah, that should be great. I mean, good news. Something that we, we thought was going to happen. Uh, good to have that confirmed as well. Finally, I will say, um, finally. Yes. I'm a little bit worried that it wasn't as soon as we'd have liked it to have been. There were obviously a lot of success with the, the Lionesses over the summer. Could have been capitalised on a little bit more, I think. And I think we both mm-hmm. think that, don't we, Danny? But, yeah. you know, it is good. Back at Sixfields, two already confirmed, definitely happening. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be nice if uh, they could squeeze in another oh, squeeze at some another. point. Squeeze it in there. Um, speaking of which, mm. not squeeze which. Um, NCFC women currently half time at the moment as we record. We're recording Ooh. on Wednesday night. Half time with that lot from down the road, nil nil at the minute. But uh, if we do suddenly erupt into some sort of crazy noise during the show, you know what's happened. <laughs> yes, Derby <laughs> um, Day always, always Derby Day. Full of tension. Day. Yes, full of tension. Yes, full of nail bitingness. And this. Uh, yeah, usually for the cobblers, it's full of sadness, but not this time. Let's I'm hope certain not. of it. Let's hope not. Um, Charles, you got some Planet League to talk about. I do. I do have a bit of Planet League to talk to you about. Yes. Um, the Planet League, Danny, uh, mm. would you like to know what it is? I, I do know what it is, but I'd love to know anyway. Good. Brilliant. If you don't know what the Planet <laughs> League is, um, then it's essentially this amazing little competition, if you like, that is being um, run by. Um, Basically, a, a team within, I think, the FA. I'm probably going to get told that I'm completely wrong here. But it's all about basically, uh, you know, acting on the whole climate issue, right? Acting. About doing little things to make our world a little bit better, a little bit healthier, a little bit greener, yes. one might say. Um, and the best thing is, is that it's done as a competition between all the football club's community trusts. Um, I absolutely love it. Now, last year, NTFC Community Trust finished second, Danny. Mm, second. Second. To Cambridge United, of all people. Oh, come on. Cambridge. Come on. Flipping Cambridge. Well, no, anyway. to be fair, they've got to keep their cow fields in operation. Wee, there you go. Um, yeah, so hopefully this year we're looking to try and win it. We're second again. Second again at the moment, but we're only yeah. a couple of days in, Danny. I'm excited. Only a couple of days in. It's fine. Six-pointer. Very simple to get involved. Uh, All you need to do is head over to planetleague.co.uk. Sign up. It's completely free to do this, by the way. Sign up as a Northampton Town supporter, obviously, uh, so that your points get attributed to the Cobblers and get involved in the activities that are available. Everything centred around being environmentally friendly. So activities range from hanging your washing outside 
instead of using the tumble dryer, um, to walking to and from the shops, for example, mm. instead of taking the car. Lots of different things. We're getting involved. Um, you'll see us putting out tweets um, that are showing us completing activities. Or when I say us, I mean me. If it comes from it's all cobbles to me, it's usually me. Um, Danny, you're going to be doing it as well. Yes, I signed uh, up today. Brilliant. Good stuff. Uh, it's got to be noted as well. You have to take a photo of your activities. Yes. As well. You can't just pretend that you've walked to the shops. No, you can't. You've got to, you, uh, we want to see pictures of you with your Pop-Tarts and, uh, outside the shop. Absolutely. Yes. I, I want to see you going and buying your Christmas ones, getting prepared. <laughs> That's what we need to see. So, yes, um, please do get involved because it's a bit of fun, but it's also so I think, I think today – um, I've actually uploaded that I've unplugged some stuff, mm. not leaving it on standby. I've turned the telly off because we're not watching it on the evening. Um, you know, so there, there was a bit of one about that. There's about using a, re- a reusable plastic bottle or not a plastic bottle, a reusable one. You know what I mean, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but all of these different activities earn you points. And what do points mean, Danny? Prizes. They do indeed. We don't know what the prizes are, but they mean prizes. So, yes, please do go and uh, join in. Let's see if we can get the Cobblers top of the leaderboard. I believe currently we're second behind Portsmouth. Mm -hmm. Those rascals from the South. A lot more fans than us, though, Portsmouth. Yeah, they do. So that means that we need a big concerted effort to get all of this... All of the activities done on a daily and a weekly basis. This week, I believe, is travel week. So it yes, is all it is, about, yeah. um, you know, how you travel, choosing to take the bus or walk or cycle rather than taking one the of those, bus, like one of those electric scooters. We've got a load of them in Bristol. Oh, yeah. But what happens when they go berserk, Danny? What, the soft play? No, the, the plastic, the, the, the scooter things, the electronic scooters. Do they go berserk? I, I, I'm sure I saw an article in the paper the other day about one that <laughs> just all started to... going all on its own. <laughs> Was <laughs> no? it the Daily Mail binge? <laughs> yeah, well, well, you know, when they're not phone hacking. Uh, oh, dear. Time <laughs> to bring in a representative from Lane Orient, Danny. Go, go, yeah, go. Let's bring him in. Welcome to the preview show. So pleased to have him on. Uh, from Orient Outlook, Mr. Paul Levy. How are you, Paul? Very good, thank you, guys. How are you doing? Yeah, yeah, really good, really good. Despite I'm all right. I'm about stuff. to get sued, but I'm all right. Yeah, I think that was a good natural point for you to break away from that conversation, Charles. <laughs> but just to pick up on what you guys said earlier about your ladies' team, so certainly from, yeah. from a Leighton Orient perspective, we completely get where you guys are coming from, and, and the ladies have played a game straight after one of our home games recently. Mm. The game finished at five, the ladies went on at six. So we're very much encompassing the ladies and embracing that side of the game as well. So it's good to hear that there's a, there are other clubs in our league that are also doing the same thing. Excellent. Yeah. How did that, how did that go? Um, was it, was it well attended? Uh, I think there were a few hundred that stayed behind after. Nice. Yes. Amazing. So certainly more than they would normally get a lot more than they would normally get mm. because they don't play obviously generally in stadiums. And I guess for the opposition team who aren't attached to a professional football club like us, it was an amazing experience for them as well um, mm. because they're playing in a proper stadium on a proper pitch in front of, you know, I think it was about 300 odd, odd people, which mm. is a fairly decent crowd. And I think yeah. with the uh, England Lionesses doing so well as well, I think it's just raised the profile of uh, of the women's game as well, which is which is great. And it can only get better from there, really. Yeah, definitely. Um, we'll uh, we're going to look ahead to the men's game this weekend, and we have to yep. start 
Paul, uh, on a happy note for us, because we need a little bit of a rejuvenation at the minute after a couple of defeats. So we've got to start with last season, back in April, Mm -hmm. uh, our 4-2 win. It was relatively early on in Richie Wellen's tenure, from what I remember. Uh, What was that like from your point of view? Because for Mars, it was like, this is completely out of character for us. And we were just going insane because of the just how unnatural it was for us to be lead winning by that much at half time and stuff. What was it like for you guys? Yeah, difficult to be honest with you, because it, it was a really indifferent season for us in the sense that um we'd had Kenny Jacket. We thought that was going to be the the Messiah that was going to lead us to the promised land of promotions and League One and glory and all the and all the rest of it. Um that capitulated post post Christmas over the start of this year, January this year. Um, it was it, it was a really funny time. But then Richie's come in, Kate Richie came in, he gave us a lot of um stability, focus, things that we really needed that seemed to not be evident at all within the squad. We've gone from tonking teams five nil and four one and all the rest of it to to not being able to buy a win or even a draw at times. Richie came in, brought a lot of stability for us. Um, and, you know, to see to see us, you know, drop quite drastically as we did um, was a bit of a shock, but not the end of the world, because I think by that point we'd comfortably ridden up the league. We were away from the relegation point. Um, I think we went down to... 10 men sort of fairly late in the game it was I think you were leading to no you were leading well yeah 4-1 at half time we pulled a goal back so arguably not our best performance by by any stretch despite having slightly more possession um but a bit of a warning really for us just to really kind of you know come on uh, the job's not done it's late April but there is still work to do um but not not the uh, you know, at that point, I think it's just we were just happy just to be safe, not in a relegation scrap and a little bit more comfortable than when Richie first took us over. And do you think that taking over with you in like relative safety from when he did, do you think that actually helped him a little bit to have that two or three months at the end of last season when it's when there's no massive pressures on him? Do you think that kind of gave him a bit of a head start for the summer and for the start of this season? Massively. Yeah. Massively, it's almost like he had work experience or, or, or a try a try before you buy kind of situation, um, because ultimately what he what he his initial job was was to to get a structure, get us playing proper professional football, not pub team football, which is what we we'd gone to. Players were looking scared, they didn't look confident, they didn't look like no one wanted the ball. It made it very, very difficult and it wasn't pleasant to watch and that you know, fans get on your back when you make a mistake. It just it just was a it was an endless downward spiral really. Um so his immediate job was to give the players confidence and, and a bit of structure and and to re revitalise things. And once we started to get a few wins and started to break that sort of losing monkey off our back and, and, and really sort of get some distance between us and the bottom two. Things kind of like he was able to try out different players in different positions and he got castigated uh, for trying out different players at, at, play, at Oldham last season. Um, and um, yeah, he, it, it bought him some breathing time and space and, and uh, goodwill from the fans, if you like, because of what he'd done. He comes across so so well like very honest very genuine um and doesn't 
sort of sugarcoat things or, or, or doesn't hang people out to dry. He's very good with the media. He's very good with his answers. He's very, it seems like a really decent guy. We had him on the podcast about two or three weeks ago to a fault um, unbelievably good um so from 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 that perspective well, not to a fault but he was just unbelievably good um but to to your to your question he did buy himself some time he was able to then really judge what sort of a squad he's got what they're like in pressure situations how they handle it how they deal with it and to really see people in a good and bad you know a good and tough um tough situation um which then gave him the summer to then say okay i do want this team and i don't want that in the team and i would like this and we topped up and we got some loans in and we signed a couple of players and got got rid of a couple of players and made some space and loan signings went back etc so yeah I, i guess it was a bit of a ramping up period that you don't generally tend to get um when you take a job in football He's yeah, not made a lot of changes over the summer either, has he? Is is it's um what about I can see yeah four in four out on permanence four loans in, but not not the massive wholesale change you usually see with um with new managers. You kind of expect them to come in and tear it or tear it up and start again. So he must have seen something in that last few weeks of the season. Well, uh, to give Kenny Jacket the absolute credit and Martin Ling, who's our director of football, they signed very good technically technical ability type players you know we've got a guy called Paul Smith who I know that you're going to experience on Saturday for various different reasons if you see his goal against Doncaster Rovers by his own admission it was a poor first touch to control the ball but his quick thinking he was up in the air bicycle kicking it into the top corner against Doncaster um but he and you just look at some of his other goals he, he just he doesn't care. He's just got this low centre of gravity. He turns players. He just you know, does things that people just can't do when they're a little bit taller and a little bit less agile. Um, but then we've, we've got strength in depth with people like George Moncur and, and Theo Archibald and, you know, work a hardworking team with the likes of Aaron Drynan and Darren Prattley with the experience. And one of the loan signings that's been an ever-present is a, a lad on loan from Ipswich called Idris El Mazzuni, who's the deep-lying defensive midfielder that kind of cuts out your attacks and, and gets us on the front foot. And he's he's expert at getting it, the, his foot in at the right time. Um, the other three that we've got on loan, one from QPR, who Charlie Kelman, who's who's had a bit of a run in the side, Jaden Wareham and Stephen Duke McKenna, are the only other two young loan signings that we've had haven't really featured as much Duke McKenna because of injury and Jaden Wareham just because Charlie Gelman's been ahead of him and Aaron Drynan's now back in. So, you know, we, we've got four on loan, but only really in earnest one of them has, has cemented their place in the side and, and shown us what he can do. Not to say that there's not quality in the others, but just as far as that goes, we're really playing kind of, if you like, our own players for want of a better term. And they're all doing really well. We've got a high, we've got high calibre, probably you know, lesser, a smaller squad, but hot, packed with higher quality. Yeah, it's such a good start to the season for you. And when you're sat there in the summer, um, I don't know if you did like a season preview podcast on your on your show or anything. Um, what what were kind of your expectations at the start of the season compared to how it's gone now? 
Well, I think I tried to play it down actually and think, well, everyone's going, yeah, we'll go promotion or playoffs and, and stuff like that. And I thought, you know what, in true Orient fashion, I'll be the pessimist and say <laughs> probably somewhere between 8th and 12th this season as a bit of a rebuild and then go next season. So the fact that we picked the ground running and didn't lose in, in 11 games, we've only lost one in one in 12, um, he's absolutely, I'd have ripped your arm off it at the start of the season <laughs> for that. Um, and I'd have lumped on, on my betting accounts if I'd have known that that was going to be the case. You know, we're, we're, we're on 29 points at the moment. We've lost one game in 12. We've only drawn two of those, the, the, the other 12. So, you know, really we've won three quarters of our games at, at, at this stage of the season, but let's not get carried away. It is only a quarter of the way through the season it's a it's a long way to go we're only in October um we and and also I think it's worth pointing out I don't know what your fixture has been like but we've not just been playing people at the bottom end of the table either you know we're playing you guys on Saturday we've played Mansfield um we've got we've played Doncaster we had Barrow when they were second at the time we've done Swindon as well so you know it's not like we've been pushing down on the Rochdales, the Harrogates, the Hartlepools and, and just the Crawleys. Oh, yes, we've played some of them in the Colchesters, but, you know, it's it's not like that. So it's um, it, it's an interesting season. And I think yours is going to be one of the, the tougher tests that we're going to have this season. So, uh, yeah, hopefully we come out trumps this time round because I think we owe you for a couple of um, moody <laughs> results that we've had, um, particularly that 4-2 win. That was quite... We, you know, want to get some comeuppance on that, and then prior to that, in that season, you beat us one 0 at, at your grounds. You did the double on us last season, really, and then prior to that, um, we drew and we we then beat you in 2019-2020. So yeah, there's a little bit of a comeback on us for you, really. There was that four nil in our 2016 season as well. That there was, was yeah. Was the, the, another ridiculous performance from us. So, so do do you look at look? Because I from a natural football fan's point of view when I when I see things like oh, we won 4-0 before we won 4-2 last time out we got a decent record as a football fan do you think it's going to turn this time because I all that says to me as a Cobblers fan is that there's going to be a time where you do it to us kind of thing. This, this is a weird thing with the football fans isn't it you just, yeah uh, You'd like to, you'd like to think so, right? As an Orient fan, you'd like to think that ultimately, um, your time has to come at some point. And we feel that with the confidence and the quality and the caliber of our squad that we can do that. You know, we scored 20 goals this season. You guys have got three more. But I think, you know, when you look at the goals, we've shared our goals out quite evenly amongst many different players around the squad. You know, we've got Omar Beckles chipping in, George Moncur, Tom James has got his own little personal goal of the season competition going on. And that's our right back. Um, Paul Smith's got five goals. You know, whereas we look at teams like yourself, um, you've got Sam Hoskins way out in front on 11, but I don't really see any other town players in the kind of top 20 um uh, top scorers list. Um, granted, right, we've only got one more in Charlie Kell. We've only got two, but by the same token, there's others that have sort of been chipping in for our 20 goals, whereas half of your goals have been scored by one player. That's no criticism, but we just like to think that, you know, we've got threats across the pitch, uh, which, again, I'm not that well versed on your squad. You may well have that as well, but it seems that you're quite heavily reliant on Sam Hoskins to, to score your goals. So if he's quiet, Either someone else is going to absolutely rip us a new one, or we're going <laughs> to we're going to run riot over you guys. It, it's a funny game, isn't it? You just ne- you just don't know. I, I mean, it, yeah, know. 
this is the thing, isn't it? Because I, I think none of us expected Hoskins to be as prolific as he's been so far this season at all. And, and you know, yet we look at it and we go, brilliant, because at the moment you're sort of going, this is great. You know, well on the way to, to 20 goals. Um, that's going to be... Absolutely fantastic. I've just been distracted, Daddy, because the cobblers have gone ahead. Yes, uh, come on. <laughs> come on. Uh, sorry. Uh, but, you know, yeah. So the, the thing with, you know, last season, we didn't score enough goals full stop, essentially. Yeah. Um, but we were great at making sure we didn't concede that many. This year, we're pretty good at scoring goals. But as you say, through one man at the moment, there are, yeah. you know, several other players that need to start stepping up, which I think is... Uh, important from our side of things. Um, I want to ask you very quickly, Paul, about um, Richie Wellens' style. I love him as a manager. Hated him as a player, which I'm mm-hmm. sure is the way that he would love to hear it. If if, mm-hmm. if he wasn't on your team, he was definitely a player that you, you didn't particularly like. Um, I don't think the same way of him as a manager. I think he's, I think he's great. I love the way yeah. that he plays the game or gets his team's to play the game. Mm. He's done tremendously well in League Two, obviously with Swindon uh, mostly, and now he's doing the same with with you guys. I mean, is it similar to that Swindon team that won the league a few seasons ago? I think it is, and I think he likes the high press and he's got high energy about his squad. Um, Do you know what, though? I think for all that's said and done on the pitch, I think... One of Rich's key strengths is man management, which isn't a forte of most managers. I don't think Kenny Jackett was particularly good at that side of things, which is why I feel, and many other fans feel, that that's probably where things fell apart. Uh, Richie is the kind of, you make down the pub, you're kind of the uncle or the fatherly figure that, that, that some of the players just need an arm around them at times. Um, know that he means business, but also know that he's up for a laugh and a joke. And if you're putting in the graft and you're working and you're trying your absolute best in training every day and on the pitch every day, regardless of how it's going, if he sees that from you and your commitment, you'll have his backing and he'll have your back all day long, every day of the week. Um, and from that point of view, I think that's what the players love about him. Um, and also, um, you know, he, there, there are some comparisons with an, a manager who's unfortunately no longer with us anymore, the late, great Justin Edinburgh, who had a very, very similar methodology and a similar kind of way about him in that, you know, there was serious business to be done, but was always up for a laugh and a joke and a giggle and a bit of banter. And I think that there is a fine balance that they strike that that he strikes really well, um, and so from that point of view, that's why I think he's got the buy-in from the playing squad at the moment, and why he's engendered so much goodwill to us as fans because we can see what he's trying to do, we can see what the players are trying to do, um, and and yeah, everyone's kind of pulling in the same direction from that perspective. I think he left Swindon to go to Salford. Um, I don't. I think Swindon had ownership issues at the time. I think he saw pastures new going closer to home. He then went to Doncaster, which is openly admitted was a mistake. He went, went with his heart, not his head. Um, and that didn't work out for him. And he's kind of found a home for it. We are a very, very stable and very, very well-run club with a culture to boot. Um, the culture is very important from the top down. It is about human performance and managing human beings, not just robots. Um so if you can get the mentality side of things right with a football team, 
they, if they've got the ability, it will shine through. If they're happy off the pitch, they'll be happy on the pitch. So, and I think he strikes that balance extremely well. I think that's what Rich's forte is, and that's why he's Swindon side. But played us off the park, like made us look amateurish in that season, unfortunately, um, for us at the time. But but kudos to him. And if he gets us up, that's his second promotion on his CV. And he's only 41, 42, something like that. Mm. Yeah. Yes, for the most part, dominating games so far this season. A lot of possession. 100%. Yeah. Shots, possession, absolutely yeah. all of that good stuff. Yeah. The only thing I would say is that we are kind of racking up the, the yellow card list as well. <laughs> that sounds very typical of Richie Wellens as well to be fair yeah. doesn't it <laughs> <laughs> yes I mean no no comment but um, <laughs> but yeah he's, from, from his perspective um, obviously we don't want to be getting in a position where we've got you know huge amounts of you know, huge numbers out because they're suspended um, but we have got players chomping at the bit to get in that can come in and do a job equally as well Mm. Uh, there's been a little bit of a sense um, that you need to be a bit more clinical in both boxes that you're mentioning on your podcast this week. Do you think that's the only thing that's going to stop you finishing in the top three? Because from, from what I've seen this season of teams we've played in league two, I'm sure you've seen the same. Um, uh, the If you just keep going as you are, you, you're pretty sure you'll finish in the top three because there's some teams are just not with it at the minute. Do you think... That that sense of just being more clinical in both both areas that that's the only thing stopping you at the minute. Yeah, I think so. Um, look, we've only conceded seven goals this season. We're one of the lowest conceded, um, if not, in fact, we are the lowest conceded goals uh, in 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 the whole in the whole division at the moment. We've got seven. The closest to us are Salford uh, on nine and Tranmere on nine. So, you know, we're not that leaky at the back, but for all the possession that we have and for the shots that we take, we need to be turning our one nils and our two nils into fours and fives to really, you know, our goal difference is 13. So, we, you know, not to complain too much, but, you know, at the the game that we lost against Newport, arguably we probably shouldn't have lost. The games that we've drawn probably should have been wins. Some of the wins probably should have been losses. So at the end of the day, it all comes out of the wash and it all evens itself out at some point. We, we, we were even saying that, you know, there were some games that we've won that we probably arguably shouldn't have done. <laughs> yeah, that's always a sign of a good team as well, though, isn't it? To keep that going. Uh, you mentioned that defeat to Newport a couple, a couple of weekends ago now. Bit of a shock, um, defeat to Newport. Considering the way they've gone, sat the manager now as well. Way it goes three times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> way, way it goes, I think, in League 2 sometimes. You can just have an off day. Um, decent right. point at Doncaster, though. <laughs> yeah. From some of the reaction on, on social media and stuff, it seems like a lot of fans are a little bit disappointed in the draw at Doncaster, but that's probably more of a sign of how far you've come so far this season, isn't it, there? rather than... You know, genuinely disappointed. Yeah, and many people would have taken a draw before kickoff. But when you look at the game in isolation, the possession, the shots, again, we've got to be a bit more clinical. Um, we switched off for their goal. Our goal was a worldie. Um, even their fans were clapping. Sometimes you just have to accept that that was just an outstanding goal. Um, and he's an amazing player, Paul Smith. He's so far above our level, it's unbelievable. So I think we need to get promotion to keep players like him. We've got George Monker that we signed from the championship side, Hull. Um, you know, he knows that there's a long-term 
um, viewpoint here. So he's with us for, for the long term. You know, but we, we signed a couple of players with a point to prove, like the Theo Archibalds and, and the Paul Smythes, for example, the Aaron Drydens. You know, they, they have a point to prove. Their, their careers had stalled a bit and we gave them, we've given them a platform to get that back on track by firing us up the league. Um, but we do need to, to, to turn our, our created chances into into something and, and to make it a bit more meaningful so that we're not so edge of the edge, edge of the seats come 80 something minutes because actually you're trying to get back in the game or the opposition have, have got nicked the goal back and it's a bit edgy now which some of the games some of the wins were it was a bit more edgy than it needed to be it should have been much more comfortable um but i'm certainly not complaining about the fact that we sit here now talking we're second you're third granted you've played a game more than us um and we're sitting here on 29 points quarter of the way through the season. It's incredible. I'm delighted with that. You can always find picky points to be pedantic about. But by and large, as an Orient fan, as a general group of fans, we're very happy. Back to Richie Wellens very quickly. Um, he seems to know his starting eleven pretty well. They seems to have it locked down. How important is that to see so early in the season with other teams chopping and changing a little bit? Yeah, I, I've always been a believer that uh, and, and when we were in the... 2013-2014 season when we had arguably one of our more successful seasons of recent time the same side started week in week out the players get to know the runs the style what to do what not to do how to do it when to do it and all these kind of nuances that you have in a team that might not seem much to the outside uh, fan that, that's just sort of watching the game but when you get to know players when you've got that camaraderie when you kind of know when someone's going to make a run and where they're going to do that and how and the timing and all the if buts and maybes any doubts taken out of the equation and, and everything's more positive front-footed um, and everyone's working for each other like a group of mates playing football um, it's so much better and yes arguably it makes it easier to scout you know what they're going to line up as we know how they're going to play but, but then with all that information, you've then got to stop these talented boys from, from doing what they're going to do. And then inevitably, the quality will shine through if our quality is better than your quality on the day. And that's just how football is. If your quality is better than ours on the day, then you'll win. So, um, yes, I, I think, you know, I'd love to I'd love to support a team. I'd love to support a team, sorry, that, that, that plays the same team week in, week out if we're doing well. You don't really want all the chop change. Injuries have, have, have meant that we haven't played the same team for the last 12 games, uh, week in, week out. But injuries, and uh, you can't help that. Um, but yeah, it's a huge positive and, and something I hope that we can see a lot more of throughout the course of the season. Yes, come on to them and then players. You mentioned Paul Smith earlier. Um, that goal at Doncaster was pretty special. He's, he's been knocking him in for a while now. You, you mentioned earlier we were going to experience him in many different ways. <laughs> what, what are those? What different ways are we going to experience Paul Smith? <laughs> well, the Paul Smith experience. What's it like? Well, uh, uh, as I mentioned earlier, he's he's got a low centre of gravity. You know, he can turn players really, really easily and just leave them for dust. He's very fast. He's a He's he's very quick. His brain is, you can see it just works so much quicker. Um, he gets into good positions. He's got good skill. He can shoot from tight angles, get it on target. He's crossing. He's control. He's just a very complete footballer that's way too good for this level. We got him from QPR last season. Um, he'd been ravaged with injury uh, before us and while with us last season. But if you can keep him fit, and he plays most of a game, he doesn't play every game, we have to keep him fit. We have to manage him because otherwise he breaks down. And I'd rather have 70 minutes of a fit Paul Smith than 90 minutes once every 
five games, um, to be honest with you. So, um, yeah, it's just his his positioning, his skill, his um, his movement, his um, his pace, his his ability to just sort of turn players, create that extra yard of space, um, and just to be able to um, to really just conjure something out of nothing. At the other end of the pitch, then, um, Dan Happy, nominated for League Two Player of the Month. Great name. Um, how's he been for you? Must have, must have been a standout for you as well. Yeah, I've always been a big fan of Dan Happy, actually. I think he's a solid ball-playing central defender uh, with an absolute great cross on him uh, as well. Good in the air. Uh, very uh, reads the game really well, in my opinion. Um, and yeah, he's, he's been nominated um, for uh, Player of the Month. He's... he's Excuse me. He's had our um, sort of award and, and as well. So uh, he's someone that came through our academy. Um, so always have a, a penchant for you know academy products in our in our first team, of which we've had quite a few recently. He got injured. Um, was it a Forest Green last season that kind of saw his season curtail? slightly earlier than he'd have liked. And, and Shadogi has been the or came in and was the preferred. Um, Centre, you know, left-sided defender. So we did, and he's very good as well. We did think, oh, Dan's not going to see his way back in here, but Dan has, and he's not let it go. Mm, that's, that's, it's always good to see any the, the products coming through um, as well. On you mentioned someone earlier who oh, I've got written down as well, Idris El Mizuni um, on loan. Um, seems to be everything going through him at the minute in in that base of the midfield on loan from Ipswich. Um, is he? Did he get a knock in the last game? Yes, he did. Um, he's picked up a slight hamstring injury, although we don't know to what extent. He had a scan on Sunday, but we don't know to what extent. Hopefully, it's nothing serious and that he'll be fine uh, for Saturday. But we have players that can come in and, and sort of cover that role, not necessarily to the way that he does it or to the extent and level that he does it. But um, he's been tremendous for us. He scored against Barrow in our 2-0 away win when it was top the second. Um, and he's just marshaled out. He's been a revelation to us. He's been absolutely tremendous. Um, he was on loan. Um, I think he went out on loan last season as well. Um, and he's just been a breath of fresh air. He's that number four midfielder that we've that we've longed for, that we've not had for, for many a year. So, yeah, very pleased that we've got him in our squad. He's, he's really a dynamic midfielder. And I genuinely hope that he's not... Um, that he's not injured for the weekend because it's it couldn't be a more important game to not have him available for. So yeah, um, he, he'll be a danger man as well. He'll you know he'll look to stop you attacking and, and get us on the front foot and um, and and maybe try and sort of help keep us up the pitch uh, and camp in your half as much as possible. Anyone else we should be fearing apart from those ones? Um, I don't look George Monker, amazing feet. Good skill, good vision. You can't touch him when he's in the box. I mean, he's a strong boy, but he's, he's just too quick. Uh, he's, he doesn't dive. He's not a diving player, but he's just so quick that if, you, if you're a second too slow, you, you'll catch him and, it, and, and you will knock him over. Um, again, I'd say Theo Archibald as well, uh, down out. Him and Smith play sort of left and right of, of Aaron Dr- of probably who will be Aaron Drynan. Darren Pratt is an experienced head as well. He's also, you know, 
a man that kind of belies his his 37 years, plays like a 27-year-old, um, very athletic. Um, Tom James is great with a dead ball. Rob Hunt is good as a dynamic left-back, getting up and down that left side. Omar Beckles has chipped in with a couple of goals. So, yeah, uh, yeah and Lawrence Bigger, we believe, is the best keeper in our division, bar none. Um, he's saved three penalties this season. Um, just former Swindon, ex-Swindon guy. Ex-Swindon, yeah. yeah. That's right, yeah. yeah. Fantastic signing for us. Great goalkeeper. So, within our first 14 or 15, if you like, 11 plus or three subs, we've got some really strong a really strong squad, probably as an 18, I'd say, you know, we, we've got good strength in depth as well. Nice, nice. Not met Lee Bird yet, though, have you? <laughs> Don't say <laughs> it, Charles. Don't say it before Saturday. <laughs> the clangers coming. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. <laughs> um, off the pitch, uh, where, where are we eating, drinking before the game? Well, usually you uh, the away pub is the latent technical, which is just as you come out the station, you turn right, walk up the high road. It's it's on the left. It's an old old library that's just been closed. So what you'll need to do is you'll need to come out the station and turn left and go to the old Birkbeck Tavern, which is just on the on a side road. Uh, so you'll need to Google that. I think that's the now the new away pub. It's an old pub. It's a smaller pub, um, but it's quite quaint. It's quite nice on a back street with you know in the middle of housing uh, you know, houses old old houses and victorian houses that tend to sort of dominate the latent area um and yeah it's a beautiful little pub um uh with a good range of drinks i'm not sure about the food i haven't been in there a while if you get there really early you can go into the supporters club as well um it's a pound to get in uh for away fans um you are welcome in there it, it's a very friendly place no hostilities we don't want people going in there with attitudes either it's not that kind of place not that Leighton is and not that we are uh, but we certainly don't want to encourage anybody of that nature to be going in into our into Leighton generally um, I don't think you guys generally have that but it's um, either the supporters club and I think the designated away pub is now the Birkbeck Tavern yeah that's the information that we've been given so yeah that yeah, was just quite, just a test to make sure we weren't being lured into an ambush <laughs> by someone else. I am gutted Charles that I'm missing this just because I, I love Leighton Orient as a way that's one of my favorite mm-hmm. way days I think I've said this um on the pod before many times so so, yeah, so like, just genuinely friendly genuine football club ge- uh great fans um, always helps that we get a result usually, but um, but it yeah, does. that, that but, always uh, works. But uh, yeah, I just you just always feel like it, like there's not going to be any issues and stuff. So I hope I'm not I'm touching wood as I say that, but but genuinely I, I do enjoy it as an away game. Um, let's come on to predictions. Mm. Um, all ticket for home fans. I, I assume it's going to be fairly sold out. Um, sold out away a couple of weeks ago. Big atmosphere expected. Charles, mm. predict it. Predict it. I yes. predict there will not be a drum. <laughs> uh, 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 the, the stick that I've got this week. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we don't need a drum, do we? Come on, what was I thinking? What was I thinking? Um, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going to go with a draw because I'm playing it safe. I'm going to go with uh, one, one, and um, yeah, a lot depends, doesn't it, on how many of our players are going to be back from illness slash injury. Yeah, you can't so talk in your tool. It's yeah, exactly. It's really difficult, and because of the way that Brady doesn't like to reveal anything until the team sheet comes out an hour before kickoff, there's just no way of us really being able to guess, you know, what the team will be come three o'clock on Saturday afternoon. It's just impossible. So I, I'm going. With a one-all draw, 
in the hope that we've got some of those players back and that they are actually fit and over their illness bout that they've had this week. So um, if that's the case, if, if we've got a, a decently, you know, full squad to pick from, then I'd back us to go on and win it. But I'm, I'm, I'm a little wary that, you know, potentially illness and injuries will still play its part. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul, have you seen this yeah. one? Yeah. I, do you know what I said earlier in, 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 in this interview? I think that there could be a one-all draw on the cards. Two tough teams looking to battle it out. But I don't know. I, I'm, I'm feeling confident for once. And I think that we might just nick this 2-1. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, I, I can see where you're coming from. I think we've we've had our issues. I, I definitely see goals in it, because I always do with us. Yeah. Um, uh, I think it's going to be tight. I, I, if we come down there and get a point, I'd be really happy. I think I'm going to go 2-2. I'm going to go for Desmond. Um, but I think it's... it's uh, it's it's going to be a, I I want to say it's going to be a tight game. I want it to be a tight game, but um, <laughs> I, I just worry about this one for sure. But, it's going to be a really interesting game. Mm. That that that's I think tactically, isn't it? Yeah, tactically. It's yeah, and I, I think you know I am worried because I do think Richie Wellens is is such a good manager, and I know that's blowing smoke up his bum and everything. But I mean, I you know this is no disrespect to John Brady, Colin Calderwood that we've got at the moment, but I would love to have Richie Wellens manage the Cobblers one day in the future. I think he's a fantastic manager. I really do. Um, it's going to be fascinating, this game on Saturday. really yeah, is. It's going to be an and, interesting battle. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. And, uh, they're always good. They're always good between us and Orient. They are, indeed. Paul, th- thank you so much for joining us. It's been great. Pleasure. Been really good to chat. Where can we find you on social media? So we're at Orient Outlook on Twitter. We're Orient underscore Outlook underscore podcast on Instagram. Um, we're on Facebook, search Orient Outlook podcast. We're not on TikTok. We're not on Snapchat or anything like that. We're too old for that. <laughs> um, we just stick to stick to those three. Yeah, do go and give that a listen. It's a great listen um, by, uh, by Genuine Orient fans. Um, thank you, Paul. It's been a pleasure to speak. Thanks for having um, me. Appreciate Charles, it. thank you. Thank you, Danny. Next week, Charles, mm. we're going to be talking, and this is an exclusive for you. I'm excited. Matt Farley is back. <gasps> Stevenish, Matt from oh. Stevenish is confirmed his appearance next week. Oh. So you've got a week, Charles, to prepare some ginger-based jokes between us <laughs> some ginger based <laughs> jokes i thought you, you got... meant bake him a cake make him feel oh, you nice can do and whatever welcome. you want yeah whatever you, Love whatever that, you feel man. comfortable you do indeed <laughs> um, until then thank you so much for listening we'll be back in your ears on tuesday as we look back on this massive uh clash at the top of league two and look ahead to that stevenage game we'll see you then Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers to Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Sports Social Podcast Network.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.